This week, I clone my own voice. We talk about the humane wearable AI pin and the first legal contract negotiated without a human. This is AI for Everyone, a weekly roundup of the top stories in AI and tech for non-tech people who want to keep an ear out for the latest developments in the AI universe. I'm Miles Dillon and I've been studying AI since 2014. And this quick podcast keeps you informed and educated about the changes and opportunities coming to our working environment brought about by artificial intelligence. Okay, so first up is the AI wearable pin made by a company called Humane. If you haven't seen this yet, it looks a little bit like a slightly bigger version of this thing that Apple made early days called the iPod Shuffle. I don't know if you remember that. It's like a little square thing that you could clip on. Not the first iPod Shuffle, like the second iPod Shuffle. Um, and that's not a surprise because it's made by this couple duo who met at Apple and they were involved in designing the first iPhone. And their whole team is actually a bunch of people who used to be at Apple. And there's a sense from them that they have a feeling that what they designed all the way back then, like 15, 20 years ago, hasn't been net positive for the world. So they've gone about trying to design a new thing which gets away from screens and moves towards a screenless kind of integration with technology and engagement with technology that doesn't involve scrolling on screens the whole time. Um, you really, really, really have to check out um, the video of this gadget because it's very, very hard to explain. But obviously you're on here because you want me to give you the lowdown pretty quickly. So I'll tell you what it can do. Imagine this thing, it clips on. You can listen to music with it without headphones. It has a personal audio sphere which kind of directs it towards your ears that you can hear. It's called like spatial audio and other people can't hear if they're outside of your sphere. You can turn it up and down. It can be very loud if you want. You can talk to it like you can with Siri, but it is next level AI integrated. So you can ask it questions. It has a camera on it. It can see around you. You can sort of ask it about the environment around you and you can, it'll know where you are. So some of the examples of the things it can do, are obviously listening to music, you can make calls and texts on it. So you can say, hey, call this person. Bang, it calls that person. Hey, text this person. And it's sort of quite like Siri if you ever use that. When Siri works really well, it's quite like that, but it's sort of, you know, it's a couple of generations ahead of that. You can take videos with it. You can say stuff like, hey, take a video of this and you'll move around it or take a video of everything you can see. Take a picture of this, take a picture of everything you can see. One of the cool things I saw it do is the guy um, holds a handful of almonds out in front of him and he says, hey, how many calories are in this? And it says, oh, there are 78 calories in this. And it says, hey, does this fit in with my nutrition goals for the moment? And it goes, yes, it does. And then he's like, cool, thanks. So you can look at stuff and find information out about them or you're in a restaurant and you say, hey, what's the top thing on the menu in this restaurant? It knows where you are, knows the restaurant you're in. It says, the top thing is the chicken teriyaki. It does some dope stuff like that. It's kind of like everything that a phone can do without the screen but it does have a projector inside of it as well. So when you hold your hand up in front of you, it can project onto your hand information, the time, the, the directions of where you're walking, the map of where you need to go. So, and then on, the, on, the, on your hand, imagine holding your palm out in front of you, like sideways, and then you can swipe with your thumb, move your finger to go up and down, and the screen kind of works with your hand while it's projecting onto it. You can hear that I'm kind of pumped by it. It's coming out in a couple of weeks time in America only for now, which is kind of a bummer. $699 for the unit, which isn't far off an iPhone. I think it's less than some of the iPhones now, but you do have to pay a subscription of $29 a month. So 
they're really going for a thing where they are reducing screen time. And I personally am a big fan of that. I'm definitely going towards using my screen less, but I do know that I need my phone for a lot of things every day. So I'm super interested in this. If I can get one, I think that I am gonna get it. Next up is the first legal contract to ever be negotiated and finished without any human intervention. So an AI system backed by a large language model. Now, a large language model is just a computer with tons and tons and tons of information fed to it, loads of text and documents. So it's got lots and lots and lots of information and it's able to autonomously edit and analyze contracts in real time. Now, the system of this is aimed to sort of reduce the amount of time that lawyers spend on contract negotiations and editing contracts. Apparently lawyers spend 80% of their time making edits to contracts. The contract was negotiated between a tenant and a landlord of a large property in America. And um, I know they're saying it's gonna reduce lawyers' time by 80%. And they're giving a whole chat around, um, it gives lawyers more time to work on relationships and business development and uh, the things that lawyers are really good at and want to do. But really, hopefully, this is going to reduce the cost of lawyers' fees as well, because soon an AI will be able to negotiate your your contract for you. I would like to see this happening when you're buying a house. It's actually pain in the UK when you're buying a house. The solicitors charge you a lot of money to do not very much. And I can imagine that this kind of AI, developed by a company called Luminance, will start taking over a little bit. Not loads to tell you about here. I think you can figure it out how that kind of works. Um, but... It's pretty cool. I think that this is going to start being some of the things where we see the things that people find scary about AI taking our jobs because I can see a lot of those lower level legal jobs editing contracts is going to be gone and you won't need a lawyer to do that anymore. You'll just need one person just checking over them after the AI has edited it all for you. Okay, next story up is to give you a little update on where the text to speech artificial intelligence voices are at. And the best one on the market I can see at the moment that came out when ChatGPT, OpenAI had their developer day last week, they revealed a new bunch of voices that you can use text-to-speech. So um, you write in whatever you want in the text, you can copy an email into it, and it would then talk your email. Now this has been around for a while, but the AI is now going to another level. So I'm just gonna play you an example of the OpenAI speech, text-to-speech that they've just released. As the golden sun dips below the horizon, casting long shadows across the tranquil meadow. As the golden sun dips below the horizon, casting long shadows across the tranquil meadow, the world seems to hush, and a sense of calmness envelops the earth. The world seems to hush, and a sense of calmness envelops the earth, promising a peaceful night's rest for all living beings. Okay, so that was it. You can change the voice into loads of different different voiceover artists' voices, you know, that they've made up and synthesized based on listening to lots of people's voices. And that was me just showing you three different, slightly different sounding voices. It is quite amazing and it's great for lots of different reasons. You can think audiobooks, I can think of lots of reasons, you can think of lots of reasons for it and people who can't read or are blind, um, children who want to follow on to stories who are learning to read. It's really, really cool and it's very, very advanced. There's a lot of different intonations and sounds and you can see that we've got very, very far away from that Alexa Siri voice now. But the next thing is... AI voice cloning and you'll see from the title of this podcast that I've cloned my own voice so instead of just chatting about it I'm going to give you a little example of now how my voice sounds when it's being cloned so here we go 
Okay, so this is not Miles Dillon. This voice that you are now hearing is totally created by an AI clone of his voice. Um, Everyone in my family found it quite shocking and also hilarious. You can write literally anything you want and it will come out in my voice like this. I have a lovely pair of coconuts. I secretly listen to Spice Girls very loudly. I know all the words. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Very quickly, you can grasp how incriminating this technology can become. Um, I will now switch back to real organic Miles. Okay, it's me. I'm back. The real Miles is here. Um, I don't know what you thought of that. I would love for you to get in touch and let me know how good you think that is and whether you could listen to that. You can imagine if I typed the show out. Um, you know, I do, I do show notes and stuff, so I could expand on the show notes and write it into, um, you know, a transcript. But I wonder what people think about that. You can see, I'm sure as soon as you hear that, it's not perfect, but it's pretty close. You can imagine all of the things that is going to be used for. And I don't know if you've heard of um, the term deep fake, uh, probably on the news or on the internet. That This is how they're doing it. They're faking someone's voice by just giving it some samples of the actor, politician's voice. And then they're using the voice to be able to manipulate it and write whatever they want. You can type it into text and you can get it to say anything you want. Shocking as you want totally different view to what that politician might be saying and for me and my family uh yeah I, i've just started saying to them we need to have a family password that we discuss offline with no phones or computers nearby to give the family password to everyone in the family because can you imagine if your child or your brother or something called you up and said to you i've been on holiday we've lost our keys and passports and everything we need to get a new hire car and rent a hotel go to the embassy and get new passports. It's going to cost a lot of money, buy new flights. Please, can you send us £5,000 to cover it all? As soon as I'm back in the UK, I'll send it back to you straight away. Um, send it to this Western Union address because I can't get to my bank account. And if it was the voice of your child sounding stressed and, you know, it wouldn't work on everyone, but enough people, it's a very, very, very good scam. And that is one that we need to be aware of. So that is it for this week. I'm going to do a bunch of other audio sort of clones the technology the, the software i use for that is called 11 labs it's very useful it's pretty cheap to use i subscribe to it um just to play around hey yo hope you enjoyed that this week i am going to do another episode tomorrow like a bonus episode this podcast comes out every sunday morning but i'm going to do an episode that's going to come out on monday or tuesday because i just heard that sam altman the ceo of OpenAI, has just been fired which is massive news in the ai world OpenAI, the one of the biggest or at least the most prominent ai companies in the world um man it's kind of crazy so check that out tomorrow uh, like subscribe send it to a friend if you find this valuable thank you so much for listening bye